0: Upon his face, the one who saved me by his
1: grace, all his needs be by the hand, Through, through the
0: promised land. Oh, what
1: a day,
0: glorious day that will be. Amen. Let's just worship him this evening. There'll be no sorrow there, no more burdens to bear, no more sickness, no pain, no more parting over there, and forever I will be with the one. Who died for me What a day Glorious day That will be What a day That will be When my Jesus I shall see When I look Upon his one who saved me by His grace When He takes me by the hand And leads me through the promised land What a day, glorious day That will Man, It's good to see you. Greetings in the name of the Lord. You can see there's no pulpit up here this evening. We are set up in interview fashion. We're really looking forward to uh, the question and answer period that's going to follow very shortly. And so um, we would also like to greet uh, those assemblies that are streaming, Brother Stevens' Church in Virginia and several others, and everyone who is tuning in tonight. It's going to be a very special service here at Hickory Bible Tabernacle. So we just greet you all in the name of the Lord. Let's um. Let's see, number two twenty six. This is victory is mine. Well, victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. And I told Satan, get thee behind. Victory today is mine. Victory is mine. Sing of the chorus. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. Well, I told Satan, get thee behind. Victory today is mine. Thank you. I just want to keep it a little bit short this evening. We've got, I've got a couple of specials I don't want to work through and a lot of announcements. So if you would, let's just have a seat for a couple of minutes. And um, as Brother Keith plays softly here, I do have a couple of announcements to make. We'd like to keep um, uh, Sister Haley in mind. And i uh, got a prayer request for her here. Also, Troy and uh, Connie Hughes. Pray you will um, keep those in mind again with you this evening. I'll tell you what, Brother Peter, if you you don't mind, after these are read, come up and uh, go and take us to the Lord in prayer about these special requests. Ben and Jason Ashdown, they're at work this evening. Keep them in your prayers. Also, my family um, up in Blowing Rock couldn't make it tonight. Uh, Sophie Cockman, my niece, she, she had a uh, spill and has a broken arm, so keep her in prayer. That happened today. Brother Matt Cross, and Jeff Jackson's at work. Uh, special request here for Sarah and Ashley Buchanan, caring for Sarah's sister, Rayleigh, in Tennessee. She really needs prayer tonight. Uh, brother Johnny Reynolds, he's, uh, as many of you know, has surgery scheduled for Monday. Uh, admitted on the 20th, though, for some testing in Wake Forest uh, for his heart. He's here tonight. So, brother, we're going to be in prayer for you for that event. It's, not, it's nothing trivial for sure. And um, brother Joe uh, Pascal he has an appointment. And also uh, brother Bill Ivey, the father of Bill Ivey. In Missouri, uh, keep him in your prayers. We had prayer for him on Sunday. Uh, they're looking at his kidney. As it turns out, there's that good news there uh, for his kidney and possibly a blessing in disguise because while in the hospital, discovered a, uh, an issue with his heart that they're going to go to work on as well. So um, be in prayer for Brother Bill's dad in Missouri. And also, Brother Mitchell, at home tonight with some some respiratory issues. Keep him in prayer. So, if you would, um, Brother Peter, just come on down. And let's just uh, bow our heads reverently as we go to our Heavenly Father and bring these needs before
2: His throne. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, what an honor and a privilege it is this evening, Lord, that we can come before You in Your house, Lord, and bring our little licks of fire together. Lord, that we can worship you and serve you, and Lord, are just humbled tonight that we have the opportunity to do that. And we certainly don't take it for granted, Lord. Many, many needs this evening. Many folks that couldn't be with us who would like to be here this evening, and such a long list of of people who have a, a direct need from you tonight. And we just lift each one of before you. Thank you for letting Sister Sophie be with us here this evening, even though having a, a broken arm. I just pray for quick and quick healing for her and her our arm, Lord, that it would recover fast and quickly and completely. Lord, there's so many others. I, I, I'm struggling to remember all that, that came across this evening, but we know you know each and every single one of them, and you've got those in your mind, Lord. And I just pray you help us to keep those in our hearts this week that we can remember them. Lord, I just pray for our service tonight, Lord. It's a little bit different in format, a little bit different in the things that we're going to see and hear and so forth from Brother Sergey, but I just pray that you'd be in it, that you would bless us as we listen and help us to receive something from you lord even even though it is slightly different our hearts go out to the believers in ukraine and the entire country lord for what they're facing and the struggle that they're a part of so lord we just ask tonight your special blessing on them and the believers that are in the country that are still affected by the war there lord we just commit them to you we thank you so much for your blessings to us lord and thank you again lord that you've given us life and strength and health that we could be here this evening to serve you Please commit our union into your hands. We give it all to you. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen.
0: Thank you, Brother Peter. How lovely
1: on the mountains of the fields.
0: Uh, and give that this morning, and we're going to take this opportunity to take up the evening tithes and an offering, and Brother Claybel if you would, when y'all get down here, just take this to the Lord in prayer. Amen. I'd like to ask um, Emily and Steve and Menard to come up. They've got a special tonight. And also, right after that, we're going to have another special. The Ashdowns and um, the Gordasso Daughters are here as well. So if you could um, also be making your way, and you can just sit here on the, on the side as the Menards do their special. While they come, let's do, we fall down, we lift our crowns. We fall down, we lay our crowns at the feet of Jesus. Greatness uh, is mercy and love. At the feet of Jesus, we cry. i um. daughters, these three young ladies here, and to sing a special for us along with the uh, along with the Ashdowns. enjoy that. Let's have one more hand clap of praise. Are you glad he's put you under his wings? Amen. Key of C there, brother. Let's uh, stand one more time and we're going to sing I've decided to follow Jesus as, uh, as we change the order of the service here. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back,
3: no turning back. The cross before me, the world behind. Turning back, no turning back. So take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. No, oh, I won't turn back. Sing it now. I have decided to follow Jesus I have decided to follow Jesus I have decided to follow Jesus No turning back, no turning back Though none go with me, still I will follow I will follow, no none go with me, till I will follow, won't turn back, no turning back. Yes, it's a great thing to be a Christian, it's a great thing to be a Christian. It's a great thing to be a Christian, and I won't turn back, I won't turn back. Praise the Lord.
4: God is good, isn't he? I'd clap if I had two free hands, I'll tell you that. He deserves all of our praise and all glory and honor, that's for sure. Well, while you're standing tonight, I'm going to ask you to take your Bible, if you will. And thank you, musicians. We appreciate you uh, being here tonight. And uh, take your Bible. Let's go to Psalm 27. I'd just like to read a little passage here before we begin. And uh, <clears throat> it's always good for us to read God's Word. I would just like to say at the outset that, uh, uh, first of all, that I appreciate Brother Jeremy. Uh, and his crew helping to straighten out things, take the pulpit here, and that's a lot of disconnecting, and I appreciate him uh, setting up for the interview style that we're going to do tonight. It's going to be a little bit different, but uh, I'm sure that you will enjoy uh, hearing from Brother Sergey. Also, too, uh, we want to remember Brother Johnny. Brother Johnny, if it's all right, uh, we'd like to pray with you as a congregation at the end of service uh, tonight, and it goes in the hospital on Friday. Uh, I'd like to read from the first... Uh, a few verses of Psalm 27, and uh, this is what uh, David wrote and Brother Brandon picked up for the uh, context of the rapture, the background, the backdrop, he said, and this is what he wrote. The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. No an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. And the war should rise against me. In this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But for the people of Ukraine, that must mean something quite different to them tonight. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, and in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity we have tonight to be able to read your word and, Lord, to be able to discuss things, Lord, from a different point of view. We're so grateful, Lord, to have Brother Sergei and his family here tonight. And, Lord, may you use us now, I pray, just to, uh, just to encourage uh, those that are listening tonight, Lord, and encourage those that are uh, listening from Ukraine. And, Father, we ask that you would just take complete control of this service. And may it, Lord, just be for your glory. May you receive honor and praise for all you're doing uh, among the believers over there. Heavenly Father, we... We thank you, Lord, for your mercies, and Lord, how faithful you are to us. And we ask now that you'd bless this gathering tonight, Lord, and meet every need, we pray. Minister to those who are listening online, and uh, we welcome them, Lord, and we pray that your blessing would rest upon them as well. And may they enter into the atmosphere and the sweetness of the Spirit, Lord, uh, in this service tonight. We thank you for all your many blessings in Jesus' lovely name. Amen. And amen. You may be seated tonight. God bless you. Now, I um, just wanted to say this, that a little while ago, someone whom we do not know, hacked into uh, the Chase system and took my credit card number. And uh, in a matter of a few days, they stayed at some pretty fancy luxury hotels and uh bought some things at some places uh down south in florida and in the caribbean area and uh i could tell all the restaurants they were eating at and uh when i recognized this i called up the fraud department there and they said uh yes sir we're we're looking at this as well and we can see that this is fraud this is not you and uh i didn't even know the names of these luxury hotels where they were staying and uh here they are using my identity and my card number, and they're uh, stealing from me, and you know, it's just an ongoing thing, and I uh, have no control, and um, had, had no idea that uh, this was actually going on until I went to look at the uh, statement there, and uh, it's a card that I carry with me when I travel, and uh, I looked at the statement there, and I saw these charges, and I thought, wow, this is really strange, and you know, you get that feeling that somebody's violated your territory, and somebody's taken something from you. And it's an uneasy feeling when you have that. And then I thought about you know this Wednesday. This uh, I've been looking forward to this uh, Wednesday night for a long time to have Brother Sergey come with us and uh, speak to us tonight. And I thought you know that's just a little tiny thing that happened to me where my my liberty was taken and my property was taken and my world somebody stepped into my world as a stranger and took something from me. And I thought what a small thing compared to the people of Ukraine. When they have a superpower that marches into their country and says, this is all mine. Now this is not your school, this is not your office, this is not your home, this is not your farm anymore, this is not, uh, belongs to you anymore. Everything you work for, everything you built with your hands, all of that now is not yours, it's ours. And they march in and they take everything. So put yourself in that situation for a minute. Put yourself uh, in, in a scenario where everything that you have and everything you work for and everything you save for, it's all changed now. It's all different. Someone else claims to have control over it. And they're doing it without your permission. They're doing it without your vote. Uh, they're doing everything without asking at all. They're just barging in and taking it. And I was thinking, as a, as a even as a Christian, how how troubling that would be and how difficult that would be to have to endure something like that. And to see the country ravaged like it has been and, uh, you know, the, uh, so many lives upset and so many uh, people displaced, and churches that will probably never get together again. It, it's, it's really quite a sobering thing when you think that that could happen in our day and age. But it's happening. And these believers that are, have experienced this trauma of war in that part of the world... They're real believers just like you and me. They believe the same message that you and I believe. And they love the Lord just like you and I. They're trying to raise their families and just trying to get to heaven just like you and I. And they're good people. I know many, many of them. And, uh, you know, I from for probably 25 years or so, have been traveling uh, in and out of Russian-speaking countries and know many of those people. And, you know, I often think about them and we, we set up channels and ways of supporting them and ministering to them, getting funds to them, getting resources to them, getting things sent across the border to them, uh, doing everything we possibly can, finding housing for them on the outside Ukraine as well as inside and helping them to travel and move around, helping them to get over the mountains and uh, secretly shuffle, uh, shuttle away, you know, into safer, safer parts of the world. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, to me, that's not a big thing. That's what I would do for any one of you. That's what I would trust that somebody would do for us if we were in the same situation. Because we're family, after all. We're members of a body. And so we should never, ever think of this conflict as something that's just way off over there, and we have no connection to it. We really do have a connection to it. And these are people that we're going to share eternity with. And so we are really honored tonight to have the Gradazov family here tonight. Uh, and Brother Sergei was born and raised uh, in Donetsk, and uh, he'll talk a little bit about his early years, and uh, it's been uh, several years since I've been there, but it's, it was a beautiful city and uh, born and raised there, and so we're really uh, honored to have him and his wife, sister Yulia, uh, here tonight. May God bless uh, her and all the, all the family the Children, three girls: Victoria, Daniela, Vanessa, and then Samuel is the uh, the boy uh, with them tonight. And so we're going to ask Brother Sergei if you would come on up and uh, take your place, and we'd like to uh, welcome you tonight and have you join us up here on the platform. This is a little bit unusual, but uh, we do the unusual. Have a seat, Brother Sergei. Great to have you with us.
5: Thank you. My name is Sergei. Sergei Grudasov privilege to be here Uh, we know your church you can say forever even before this war break in into our country in 2015 just a little history it's it's not started last year it started in 2015 but it was a local conflict you can say two states of all states in the country so the only on February 24th last year all country became a war zone and that is why all around the world know where is Ukraine and so forth but we know your church even before back in the days you helped our church to buy printing machine, it made a difference we printed like thousands and thousands of message books not far away from six figures numbers Mm. You, you helped us to buy a projector and lamps and so forth so I just want to say thank you, even for previous years. It made a difference, and it
4: had a great impact. Amen. Brother Ryabov is a a real man of God and a friend and uh, known him for many years. Go back, uh, though. You're talking about 2014, 2015. That's really when the first attacks took place in Donetsk area, right? Right. And that's when they took over the church, and there was uh, a lot of... uh, uh, fighting and so forth went on in your area back then.
5: Yeah, there are quite a few testimonies. I, I don't think I can fit it in one give evening. Give
4: us, give us one. Give us a testimony that stands out.
5: It's just a brief, short version of what, what's happened. We had service like you have right now, like we have right now. It was a Sunday, Monday morning. Military forces, uh, military, uh, we can say, private military company took possession of our church and said. You know, now it's a military base. We have uh, execution document from the execution order from the governor. Now it's not the church. Now it's a military base. Why? Because you extremist organization supported by United States.
4: Extremist organization. Extremist, yes, extremist supported organization. Supported by the U.S. Yes. Wow.
5: And I still cannot explain why message groups back in ex-Soviet Union countries, it's a minority, but they took care about message church in Donetsk. Uh-huh. And there is a supernatural event took place. There was it, and in three days, mm. they had to give our church back.
4: After three days?
5: Exactly, in the three days. Wow. So many supernatural events happened, visions, you can say in some type of the prophecy. Huh. So brothers knew what was going to happen. And it, it's a long story. I'm sure you know this story. Yeah,
4: I've heard parts of it. And so the the uh, forces extreme, the forces there, the fighters, they had to give the church back yes. uh, to the believers. And it's still a church today. It's still a uh, church. Regular it's, services there.
5: Regular services. It's still a uh, church back in Donetsk. Still doesn't have permission from the government to have services. Right. Uh, Brothers applied for paperwork to get registration, what's it called, mm-hmm. but never received. Mm-hmm. And once in a while, Brother Vladimir Rabbi, pastor, get calls from the religious department. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, you know, you do not have right, but just just let you know.
4: <laughs> when did you leave uh, Ukraine? When did you come uh, to the US? Oh,
5: we, leave, we left in December 2015. So we... We spent almost a year in this uh, during this conflict. Okay. So we, it, it's still fresh. We still
4: remember, and this testament is still precious for us. Yeah. So you live in Idaho now. Yeah, we and, live in Idaho now. Okay. And it's where the Ashdowns are just from, and so this is a bit of a re- reunion for you and the the Ashdowns. And uh, you work over here, but you were trained over there as a banker and finance person. Well, uh, I my primary occupation was
5: in IT. I worked quite a few years in IT, but my like, second occupation, I had associate degree in finance, finances.
4: Okay. So as a result, uh, Sergei has been instrumental in helping us get funds into Ukraine because he's from there. He understands the system, understands the apps and the way to get it through there uh, using all kinds of means that I've never heard of before and also... Uh, doing cryptocurrency, doing a number of different channels to get money, uh, and we won't go into all those ways of, of how it, you got it through there. But you did get it through there, and uh, many believers, uh, you know, have been greatly helped. And the other brothers that have been working with you have uh, managed to get uh, thousands and thousands of dollars to believers all over Ukraine over the years. And yes. That's still going on. It's still going on. Yeah. It's
5: it's changing. You can say on a weekly basis, every single time this account is blocked, now we should think about different ways to push money there. But by the grace of God. I'm confident if there is a need somewhere among the believers,
4: there is a God'll make a way. way. Yeah. Yeah, we agree with that, sure so stand back a little bit you know we were talking a little bit earlier about Mm -hmm. uh... the big picture here and it's almost a year now since russia came Mm -hmm. and uh... here we are back in the winter now Mm -hmm. and russia from the reports we get in the news russia seems to be struggling getting enough soldiers to come and fight there uh... and so forth and you know it almost sounds like they're gonna give up any day they're gonna go back to Russia any day. From your perspective as a Ukrainian, do you think this is near over? Do you think it's near the war being over? Or could this take a long time? We
5: learned this lesson back from 2014, 15. No one can predict. And we made so many predictions and estimates. Everyone who is talking about the war feels them, themselves as an expertise, never worked. <laughs> <I> would, <laughs> millions and millions of people would give away everything they have just to stop this war. But we're reading the news and it looks like all sides of this conflict are telling, mm, it's not the end. It's not the end no, yet? Not the end. Because back in 1415, when... Uh, can we pull the first slide? Sure. You, you can, we'll, we'll pull up number one. Yeah. Okay, ju- just to give you a picture. It's, you can look at that. Okay. One. It's right in the middle of the Europe. It's the largest country, not including Russia. Actually, Russia takes Europe and part of the Asia, uh, Middle East, so forth. But in Europe, it's the largest country. And geographically, it's almost the center of the Europe. It was impossible for us to think that we're going to have military conflict in our country we live the same life as now we live here as you live all these years yeah it's a different level of life, different opportunities but it's pretty much the same Mm -hmm. and it started in 14 and we never expected to last it 8 years in a row Mm. so that's why I don't know I just don't know. I know God has a goal that he is achieving. And I see the main goals are not that we read in the news and watch in the news. It's totally different.
4: How, how, how different? Tell us what you think. That I don't know.
5: It, it was just a thought that I'm uh, wondering or what's it called? Thinking. Sure. Last time. I always uh, I, I was blessed by the thought that I was born in the Soviet Union. I don't remember anything, but still, I was born in the Soviet Union. And I remember the moment I was, like my smallest guy, I remember this moment of uh, confusion and uh, what's going on next when the uh, Soviet Union break apart. Mm-hmm. We can see it in the uh, history books. Some of us remember this time. But it's not my thought but I, I, I'm still blessed by it <sighs> prophet said that Israel as Bible says Israel can be blessed only in a promised land right. and we living in this transition period between Gentiles and Israel get right but physically all Israel who predestinated should be in their place sure but all of these years how many years from establishing uh, Israel state to falling apart, Soviet Union like 30, mm-hmm. about, about that years, mm-hmm. but all Jewish people were locked behind the curtain. Sure. And to looking back, it was empire, yeah, we have processes, we have uh, types in the Bible, but all these Jews were locked behind the iron curtain. Yep. They need to be able to go back home. Yes, And in my eyes, okay, huge empire should be falling and All these circumstances. But in God's mind, maybe the first reason, the primary reason, people coming back home.
4: Yeah, there was a prophecy given uh, back in the days when the Soviet Union broke up. And one of the the things that were stated was that uh, there were two things that were to happen. One is that the gates came open of communism to let the Jews out and let the message in. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's happened. You know, that that happened uh, very rarely before the fall of communism, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But once once those doors came open, uh, the message came in very quickly Mm -hmm. and very powerfully. And also the Jews came out in great numbers and live in Israel. There's many Russian Jews in Israel, if I understand correctly.
5: Yeah, I tried to find the numbers. Sure, it's just an estimate. But uh, after falling apart Soviet Union, about 1 million... Jewish people came back home. Wow. It's a large number. I'm not sure if it's all from ex Soviet Union countries, but migration numbers just jumped over the roof.
4: Wow. So, also, Brother Sergei, you know, now in Ukraine, a lot of believers have come out, right? Right. A good portion of the believers have come out, I'd say. I would say majority. The majority of believers have come mm-hmm. out. So now they're in new places, they're mm-hmm. in different places. Uh, do you believe that's the hand of God that's moved those people as well out, uh, you know, different countries, different locations as well? I'm sure. Yeah. I'm
5: sure. We, one of the reasons why we moved to the United States is because of war. Looking back, was it hand of God? I'm sure. Yeah. I can share all these testimonies, like all of we have. Yeah. And even now, looking at this family and this family. Not, not mentioning the names, but in the eastern part of the Europe, not Russia, not Belarus, but close, yeah. in these countries, there is a country, and there are people, believers, you know, how to put it correctly. When you have three small groups, and it's, it's difficult for them to be together. Yeah. Different views, different yeah. point of views. Sure. And one of the brothers... From Donetsk because of this situation. It's one of the brothers who uh, left Donetsk when all these brothers had to move. And you took this part, took your part, making this real. So this brother moved to this country. And for me, it looks like all these three groups start joining Around his um, ministry, he's a, he's a young minister, yep. quite a talented. He, he has he has a gift. Back in the Nets, he he, is a, he was a great support for Brother Vladimir yep. ministry. I know him. Yeah. So I, I see this these signs. Yeah, sure. No, Go, nothing happens just by chance.
4: Yeah, God says, "My ways are not your ways," right? His my ways are higher than your ways, so and, we don't always see or understand. And Bible says, "What is?" Great for man, it's foolish for God, and vice yeah. versa. Yeah, sure. But also, too, this speaks of how strong Russia actually must be because almost all the nations of the earth are against Russia and supporting Ukraine, giving weapons to Ukraine, uh, supplying money for Ukraine, and yet Russia still carries on with very few friendly nations around it. And uh, Russia is a very powerful uh, country to deal with.
5: It is. We we can we can read prophecies, we we all yeah. of us we read a uh, message and we can we can understand what what's going on. It's it's anointed. Yeah. It's anointed. I, I grew up in a ex Soviet Union country. You cannot fight re, uh, reliable Russian car. They never produced a <laughs> good car, but they produce good weapons. Good weapons. Weapons. Wow. There is the reason.
4: So they put, they invested in the military, in the, the uh, defense systems, and the ammunition. And, and so nowadays,
5: on. even Western news constantly uh, telling about it that Russian economy switching back to the military, military foundation.
4: Oh. It, 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 the last time it was during the Cold War. And, and it, brother, it, go ahead. No, no. Brother Brandon connected their military to. To the end, mm-hmm.
5: right?
4: You know, he said, they have bombs, we have bombs, and, you know, he connected the end of things to uh, the Russian army. So, mm-hmm. they're a very powerful entity, and uh, they'll be around even after this conflict in Ukraine, you know, because mm-hmm. there's certain prophecies given about Russia. Mm-hmm. and But they, they must be a very powerful nation, really, when you think about it, militarily.
5: It is, and it looks like Russia was preparing, like, thinking ahead, yeah. even speaking about Gold And switching from the dollar to their gold based currency, they start doing it ahead, oh. even we used to live in, in Ukraine, and we already read about uh, read these articles about uh, how many gold Russia stores and we, it, it used to be the largest buyer of the gold for years and years and years, and now we see results in economy why why all world Cannot, cannot comprehend why economy has so many sanctions and mm, tension, but still holding, They're still there, know, still there.
4: Yeah. So okay, come come down now a little bit to uh, the churches and, and is what are these marks that are on the? Oh on the yeah, map?
5: let me let me. Can I stand? Sure. Yeah. So that's the Ukraine. We used to live. We used to live in the eastern part of Ukraine. It's right here. It's Donetsk where I grew up. My home church when I uh, found my way to Christ. I was blessed with a great ministry. And now I'm uh, I'm blessed with a great ministry back in Idaho. It's a a privilege to have Brother Paul Paul and Brother Vladimir back in history. So we used to live in Donetsk. It's right in the middle of Europe next to Russia on this side western europe begins so geographically ukraine happened to be right in the middle between western world and eastern world and that's the map that shows uh families or just individual believers who uh receives funds from us uh pretty much every single believer that we could find for this it's how many ten? 11, almost eleven months. The uh, very first months were just incredibly sufficient. Uh, my father-in-law, actually, that's my father-in-law brother Sergey. You had you had him here uh, the other day. He, he he actually started to do it uh, at the very first day, yes. it, uh, February 24th. Yes. He immediately started calling brothers, asking. Hey brother, can you call this and this family? Just just double check if you have extra money in your pocket. If you have gasoline in your car, what if what if we got all uh, all events happened just tremendously quick and months after months, brother Kostya, you had him over. Also, he did a tremendous job job finding people and believers all over the Ukraine. We know oh, we know five or six major churches in Ukraine, but there are so many small families, small groups, so many visions in the message, if I can put it this way. I I, I don't know pretty much, maybe half of these people, I don't know personally, Hmm. but during these 10, 11 months, uh, brothers were able to find all contacts, get in touch with them, and sometimes it was interesting, you know, when two brothers never, never, never had fellowship between one another. And now this brother calls, this brother, hey, we, we, we have funds, we would like to support you, help you. And you hear, why would you like to support me? We have different views in the message. So quite a few interesting conversations happened. But by the end of the day, we have... Uh, Uh, right now we have uh, 160 families in our list. It doesn't mean all these families right now are in Ukraine, but brothers constantly keep in touch with them. Some of them ended up in Europe. Some of them ended up uh, here in North America. But half of these families are still in Ukraine, and brothers on a monthly basis trying to keep in
4: touch with them. So these are the families that Brother Kostia is in contact with, and your father-in-law, uh, yeah. and brother Sergei, is in yeah, contact and with. Yeah, a couple of few brothers also. Yeah. And so you're keeping track of where they are and what their needs are, and that's where funds are being directed.
5: Yes, correct. Uh, I know brothers uh, are teach, teach to be good stewards of the funds, and they understand that's not a stimulus check, so we, we have to put money yeah. in somebody's pocket. It's money that had to be used just for the needs. So all funds we send uh, are used for basic needs, food, medicine, clothes, sometimes to cover medical expenses or necessary travel expenses, no more. We're not talking about improving, buying new car and so forth. Sure. And for these 10 months, we already made more than 500 transfers, and every single transfer is a family in a message,
4: like you and me. Hmm. Uh, when we now, just these transfers are, are uh, not just for one family, like one transfer could minister to many families. Yes, yes. It,
5: it, it depends on the yeah. area. Uh, some believers even yeah. don't
4: have access to the banking system. Sure, right. So somebody will come along and bring them cash.
5: Yeah, sometimes we send funds for group of believers like for all church sometimes to send funds for to the individual because we, we are talking about distributing funds within uh, ukrainian banking system. Right. Uh, okay. What I'm charged for pushing money from United States to Ukrainian bank. Okay. And the, the rest part of their transaction Brother Kosta does. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. And uh, when we just started we send it we just, we just did an estimate what the level of life, what, what the cost of life right there. And I just wanted to show you. It's not the recent picture, but you can see the numbers. The prices are pretty much the same as we have here. I, asked brother, a couple of months ago, took a picture in the local Ukrainian grocery store. And I just walked to the Walmart and checked prices. Pretty much the same. Gallon of milk, the same. Even a little bit expensive in Ukraine what's it called pork almost the same vegetables a little bit cheaper the same with the meat and so forth so the cost of life is pretty much the same as we here as we have here and that is why we started from uh ascended funds from thirty dollars per person per month and down the road, when the prices start going up in Ukraine, it's understandable. It's difficult to produce. It's almost impossible to produce foods and goods in Ukraine. Sure, It's more expensive to travel, to deliver them. And that is why, in a couple of months, we uh, increased this amount to $50 per month per person. It's the wow. minimum amount, you can say, to survive.
4: Wow. Is there food on the shelf? Uh, it these is. Are it is recent pictures here? Uh, it, I would say it's a couple of months old pictures, okay. but
5: the picture is pretty much the same. You, you don't have the same variety, but if you have money, you can, you can buy it. Okay. Even uh, I got in touch with brother Igor from Kharkiv. Kharkiv yep. was on the headlines Yep. Recently, yep. it's one of the toughest places to be right now in Ukraine. And he, said, yeah, and he said, "If you have funds, you can buy pretty much everything." Wow. Okay. Uh, and if if you ask me, what's the estimate? How how much funds do we need per month to cover today's needs? I would say that's
4: that's the, that's the number. I'd well, like to just stop you and say. By God's grace, we have never fallen short of being able to send that much money every month since the conflict began, and sometimes more than that, and been able to get funds over. And that's just not from our church, but that's from believers around the world and uh, been able to help over there. So we're very thankful for that, and uh, that's, that's never failed. And uh, I, I thank the Lord for that because uh, the money has always been there to send. And sometimes your, father will, your father-in-law will say, Brother Barry, I have nothing left to send. And I'll say, well, a check came in today, so I'll send you those funds. And, you know, that's how it works. It's, it's just amazing how it's worked.
5: Yeah, I'm sure if there is a need, God put burden on somebody's heart. Yeah, yeah. even in that's the beginning, Even in the beginning of the conflict, it's maybe a little bit off topic, but my kids do music. And God put desire in their music teacher heart. She did like a concert. And people who donated money, she came to my wife, said, Can you send
4: it to Ukraine? Wow. Just impressive. We had a a Baptist church who listened to uh, Brother, uh, who's up in Ohio. B.C.F.? No, no. Who was here, visited us here. Oh, okay. Uh, Brother Kostia in Colombia. Kostia was Mm -hmm. here. And and a Baptist church got a hold of that broadcast and sent us $2,500 for people in Ukraine. And never heard of them, never knew them, never heard from them since. Uh, but they said we were so touched by his testimony, we wanted to send funds, you know, to the church. And so we channeled it right over uh, to Ukraine. Yeah, is it. It's good. So uh, back to the picture, <coughs> when you
5: see these bold spots, I'm pretty confident there is no believers in that area or they used to be there but they relocated to the western part of Ukraine it's more safe right there so uh, that danger, the most dangerous part of the Ukraine it's a southeast it's right here believers still in place wow kyiv the, uh, there is a church right there but majority of the people left there are some families there. Uh, except Donetsk, where I grew up, on a regular basis, there are churches that have services every single Sunday and Wednesday. In Uzgorod, In Ushgorod, Eastern Ukraine, in Donetsk, here in Kharkiv, there are believers in Zaporizhia who, who have services on a regular basis. Right here in the Brother Nikolai, Kruchko's church. There are believers in... Where is it? In Krivoi Rock. Quite a few churches still have services.
4: Regular services.
5: Regular services. Wow. And speaking of Kharkiv, Brother Igor Trofiminka's church, it's not, a, it, it's not a large group of people. And they are scattered all over the state. Sometimes they have online streaming. So brother Igor is preaching from this house, and we recently sent them a web camera to make it available with the video feed. Wow! He used to have just uh, audio services, and once in a while they get together. But it's not the safest zone to travel. And the situation is different about transportation. Not everyone has cars. Sure. Yeah, I just wanted to give you a picture that prices are pretty much the same. And the other problem right now, the problem we cannot comprehend, we feel uncomfortable when we don't have stable LTE connection and slow internet. But right now, it's a a, uh, difficult situation with electricity. Power shortages because of the Massive uh, missile strikes to uh, energy infrastructure. I found it profound. Uh, that's according to Sky News Agency. That's the picture of the Kiev. It's the capital of Ukraine in January, like a year ago. It's a picture of the satellite in November. Wow.
4: So it's got to be very difficult to heat your apartment if you don't have yeah, if you don't, if electricity. If you
5: don't have electricity, you have nothing. Your lights on the road doesn't work. And it's unique. Uh, the amount of car accidents, car crashes in Kyiv climbed tremendously because lights doesn't work. If you don't have electricity, you don't have water, you don't have... Uh, you cannot warm you up unless you have generator. It's one of the needs. Uh, it's difficult to provide for every family, for every group, even for every church. Generator, But but by God's grace, so many generators were donated from the Czechia, from the Poland. God put burden on their hearts. And uh, we also helped to buy one generator for Chertkov Church. Church. Recently, we were able to send some power banks for believers there.
4: Tell us a little bit about the power banks because uh, you mentioned that to me. And uh, those are the smaller portable power banks that, that people can charge their phones and smaller devices with? Yeah,
5: it, it's just a small power bank to make uh, 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 phones available for use when you have, electric, uh, when you have internet. It, 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 it's not parallel. If you have electricity, it doesn't mean really you have internet and vice versa. So when you have satellite internet, you need your phone to be charged. And that's why we... S- we, we send some power banks and uh, ask believers if they need more so we can provide more.
4: How much is a power bank other than the smaller personal ones, roughly?
5: Uh, price is pretty much the same as we, have, as we have here on the Amazon. We bought these power banks in Lithuania, in Latvia, because uh, brother Oleg Petrenko was going to travel into Ukraine, to Ukraine. So we decided as much as he can bring into Ukraine, we just, we just buy.
4: Roughly how much?
5: Like seven right here. And this couple pictures of the believers, they highly appreciate these power banks. And every single month when we send funds, we receive just the tons and tons of small messages. Thank you. It, it was timely. It was such a relief. It always in time. And Brother Kostya sends me uh, yeah, let me let me go back. That's uh, <laughs> it, it's dif- it's difficult to comprehend here that people have to buy firewood ahead, and it's difficult to find firewood in the big cities like Kiev. Sure. Actually, that's in Kiev. Brother Gosha was so appreciated when when we bought firewood for him. Yeah, it will provide heat for his family for all all the winter. And. How brother costa's phone looks like thank you thank you <laughs> we so appreciate appreciated one of the hundreds and hundreds text messages he receives oh. it's difficult for people to write a testimony sure we, yeah we, we should we should understand how what the environment is it, You can just pull your phone and make a video sometimes it, it's restricted to take any videos outside sometimes you don't have enough energy, or what's it called, just to do it, so you just tax it.
4: Yeah, sure, and sure.
5: I just, I just wanted to say, behind, on behalf of believers in Ukraine, they really, really appreciate these funds you're sending over.
4: Wonderful, wonderful.
5: And have a couple more slides. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, just back to the thought about Israel people, about Jewish people, I found it profound. As I mentioned before, according to The Guardian, when Soviet Union broke apart, over one million people after the collapse of the Soviet Union moved to Israel. And right now, according to the Middle East Monitor, it's December 02 article, immigration numbers to Israel doubled compared to the previous year.
4: Wow.
5: Yeah, I'm still looking in details and what, what I found, there are quite a few uh, Jewish people in Russia, and uh, look at the dynamic. Uh, in August, it was how many, five or six months of war? Every one in eight Jewish people start leaving Russia, not Ukraine, Russia. Look, uh, according to Guardian, it's, it was in August, in October, 26 uh, Russian Jew Jews ...already right in Israel... ...and 35,000 was waiting... ...for paperwork to be approved... ...so we had one eight... ...right here... ...we have almost... ...61,000 of people... ...and by the end of the year... ...that's a recent article by Times of Israel... ...half of the Jews... ...moved from Russia... ...it doesn't mean all of them moved to Israel... ...quite a few ended up in Europe... ...but still... They used to have 160,000 of Jews in Russia. Right now, this number declined to 83,000. It's speaking of the main goal. I don't know. Maybe it's just a speculation. But for me, everything that we see in the news, remember uh, the story that prophet uh, tells us about the greatest theft in history, about light? Mm-hmm. And we see so many lights in the news feed. I don't know. It's just a thought. And uh, looking back to Ukraine, according to Jewish World Jewish Congress, Ukraine used to have population of Jews between 56,000 and 140,000. It it, it made Ukraine fourth largest Jewish community in Europe. But we know Jews can be uh, uh, Israel can be blessed just in a homeland. Not in Ukraine. They are quite wealthy people in Ukraine, but still. And uh, in Jewish Chronicle, they wrote an article, an exodus for our times. I, I just found this interesting. And according to the Times of Israel, three quarters of all immigrants have connection with this
4: conflict. Wow. So, so this year's uh, immigrants to Israel, 50,500... Three-fourths of them were connected to the war in Ukraine. Yes. Wow. I didn't know that. I had no idea that that was actually going on. As yeah, and, and
5: we see different numbers all over. You can just estimate, but yeah, I clearly right. see the picture. God is doing something right there. And That's just a thought
4: I, I, I just wanted to share. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Uh, I certainly didn't know that. So, uh, Sergei, just uh, from, the, from the relatives you have, from the people that you have still live back in Ukraine, uh, tell us what day-to-day life is like. Like, I mean, I, I know they, they have enough money just to get by, buy necessities. Uh, I mean, are they working? You know, what is life like in a job place why? like Donetsk now?
5: Job-wise, 99% <clears throat> of the families doesn't have stable job. From the Ukrainian side of the conflict, all uh, heavy industry, can, it, it just stopped. You cannot work if you don't have enough electricity. And I guess that's one of the reasons why Russia so heavily attacks infrastructure. Sure. Because they understand it's basic economy. If a country cannot produce goods to sell outside, sure. there is no future for sure. this country. And without electricity, all heavy industry just... Just stopped, hmm. and brothers doesn't have any job. Small portion have part-time job, but that's a minority.
4: Is there pressure on the believers to join the armies? A lot
5: from both sides. Both sides. Both sides. No exemptions. Everyone feels this pressure. Huh? How, and do, so, how
4: do they get around that? How do they deal with it? Stay home. Stay home. Stay hide. home.
5: Stay away from problems. Bible says if you, have, if you see trouble, stay away from this trouble. <laughs> That's exactly what they do. Yeah. Wow. Even on the western part of Ukraine, it's a little bit better life right here compared to the eastern part. But still, you once in a while you talk to Brother Eugene. I'm sure he says, I'm in my apartment. Yes. I'm not going anywhere. Yes. Because we have some uh, some stories when you not know, kids of the believers they, in this period of time, they ended up in the army because they go, went outside and so many tr- strategies some i, I 'm not going to mention the name, but one of the brothers he 's a pastor, and his, his city ended up being under the Russian control right now. But when this war started, his son he used to, to be a student in the military university, what's yeah. it called, in Kiev. Okay. And right now this brother lives you can say in, in Russia and everyone around him supports Russia. But his son is an active military soldier. And wow. he can he can nothing to do, just, just nothing. The problem is, even back in Donetsk where we grew up, nobody gave us a choice. We just happened to be there. We just happened to live there. Sure. And we just faced the reality. That's Hmm. what's going on right now in Ukraine.
4: How can we, uh, people watching, people here, what what would you say? Like, how can we help? Is there more we can do? Is there any other ways that we could help than what? What's already happening?
5: It's a common used statement that like prayer. Prayer makes a difference. Because without hope, like we discussed before, like Brother Apostle Paul encouraged not to be sorrow, right? Mm-hmm. When we lose somebody, like others who... We sorrow not as others yeah. which have no hope. Yeah, no sure. hope. I, I cannot imagine how people not having these real relationships to Christ can survive. It's so many grief it 's so many pain, yeah, and one, one of the scriptures that very precious for me right now is this one it 's so difficult oh. it 's so difficult to keep your heart really neutral, not taking any side, I, even myself and my family we get it, we get it recently you you try to be neutral you, you try to not to take any side of the conflict because. Here is a bread. When you cut the bread, how th- no matter how thin you make this cut, there is Two always sides. second side. <laughs> so in this conflict, it, it's, a different, it's a different conflict. Looking back in the history, uh, WW1, WW2, my grandfather took part in this conflict. For me, it was quite easy. It's white side, bad side. It's good. It's evil. But right now, it's not obvious. Wow. Not at all. We, we see so many sites. I, I don't think that's a proper place to, to tell these stories, but it's not obvious. Mm. So I decided just to differentiate myself from the country sure. and take care about people. The believers. The believers. Yeah, sure. Well, I, I, I saw it in my attitude you just... I, we learned these lessons. We, in my family, we do not watch videos, even in the news, because you cannot control... What you saw, what do you see as soon as you saw, you cannot unsee it, right yeah, but when you read it, at least you have some some ability to not to read yeah sure and and we 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 read news because it's still in our heart. we grew up there, sure, and we found ourselves slowly pushing on this side, we're looking different news, slowly pushing on oh. this side, and I can tell you it, it's. For me, it's one of the biggest problems right now because all, all, all this conflict try to make people. You have to make a choice. Mm. Are you going left and right? But I, I don't want to make a choice. I already made my choice. Mm.
4: Wow, well, wonderful. I, I'll open the floor. If there's any questions anybody might have that they want to uh, offer here before we wrap up this evening, any, anyone at all? Um, we are extremely um, thankful for having you here. I, I know that the Russian people, and Ukrainian people are very resourceful you know can <laughs> make something out of nothing and can make a car go when there 's nothing left to make the cargo, but they make the cargo and uh, very resourceful people so uh, you know it's to me it 's a great honor to be able to help them to have a little something so they can continue daily life even in the bad conditions that they have you know so it's great to hear that first hand from you uh, because you're so involved in that and you're, you have many relatives and family
3: mm-hmm.
4: over there and uh, it's just a great honor to have you with us tonight Colton do you have a question no okay anybody else anybody at all <clears throat> alright well we'll we'll wrap it up with Sergey uh, but uh, as I said we uh, in anticipation of this uh, service tonight and uh, you visiting with us, uh, we have uh, some funds to give uh, to the believers in Ukraine, some extra funds, uh, so we'll be able to take care of uh, all the needs for next month and a little bit more besides that, and we're very thankful for people doing that. And we also have an offering for you and your family, and uh, we know you're traveling right now, and uh, uh, we're uh, blessed to have you with us. And uh, You've been driving and traveling back, so we want to bless you with an offering and uh, for all your many hours that you've spent uh, with me working uh, with the banking systems and uh, making it it all happen. I still don't know how you do it, but you do it, and uh, we're very thankful. I sure couldn't do that, but God puts people like you in place to accomplish those things, and God always knows what He's doing.
5: And even unbelievers He used a yeah. friend of mine back from the university, he he just, he, sometimes he sent his own money and was waiting until I sent money back to him. So he had such a burden and he's not the only one person who does it, having any connection to the message, any believers. So if there is a need, God is faithful. He will find the way. Remember like uh, in the days of Esther? Yeah. What Mordecai yeah. said? Yeah. God will find the way. Yeah, but for who such knows? Maybe, this, maybe yeah. for such time as this, you're here.
4: But you know, it's not by chance that God put that gentleman in your class when you were going to school. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's not. That's not just by chance, right? Mm-hmm. God knows what He's doing and put you in contact with Him, and and that's how we got some of the cryptocurrency through. Uh, right. Right? right. And
5: it's still running.
4: Yeah, and it's just amazing how all of that happens, you know, and. Uh, the banking systems, the internet systems, the phone systems, all of it's changing all the time. But uh, you guys get it done. You and Brother Costia and your father-in-law and get it done. And it's just, just yeah, amazing. Yeah,
5: just, just the technical part. Can I share a small testimony? Sure, Small sure, technical yeah. testimony. Uh, maybe you heard about this FTX, cryptocurrency yes, exchange yeah, platform. Yeah. It make a huge deal, $32 billion loss. lost. Yeah. That's a big company loss. And for some reason, uh, I was transferring some funds overseas, and usually I prefer to use, like to pay extra fees, but do it immediately at the same day. And usually they, uh, before I press send, they give me a picture. We put it on hold for two days, or funds going to be available right now. And usually... I, I use more expensive method, but do it immediately. But at that day, I just sent money, and it never told me that uh, they going to be on hold for some period of time. When I press OK, it, it, it gives me a notice. Come back in five days. I'm like, OK, it, it happens. It, it was the first time. And in five days, I opened this app, and this news started popping up on my phone about FTX. I, I was just, Lord, really, hmm. how how is it possible? It's not my money. I'm just doing my best to do it. Sure. And all these small companies start fading, yeah. closing all, yeah. canceling all operations. It was in the night I prayed and texted uh, the brother who withdrawing cryptocurrency in Russia to send it to believers. And I wrote him, brother, if you receive these funds, please. Withdraw as fast as possible. In my mind, I already gave up that we lost this money. I lost this money. Because if I cannot take care about my money, why should sure. I? Right. Sure. Early morning, I'm pulling my phone. He already withdrew all money. Wow. And all, I personally lost some money because of this deal. Because so many small companies start operating. But God takes care about his people. His funds and his ways.
4: So if you didn't hit immediately to pay those fees, it would not have gone through, it would have waited five days until Right. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. But it got through.
5: It got through. <laughs> no losses, not at all, for all these eleven months. Ten or eleven. Wow. It's just amazing. Not a penny was lost.
4: Wow. You probably have lots of stories like that. Yeah. Lots and lots of stories like, like that.
5: Like all of us.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, we we appreciate you so much and uh, your work and your faithfulness in, in helping so many people that we, we will probably never meet them on this side. We'll have to wait till we get over on the other side to meet them. But uh, we appreciate your work. And
5: five, five, six years ago, I couldn't imagine myself sitting right here. Yeah. So you never know.
4: Yeah. Yeah, we met back in Donetsk, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we were in the meetings back, uh, right. back then, years ago. And uh, it's amazing how... God makes all those connections, you
5: know. And once again, on behalf of Ukrainian people, you know, when the conflict just started, media interest just climbed over the roof. Everyone wanted to donate, all unbelievers, all charity organizations. But as we talked the other day, interest goes down and needs goes up. And we so appreciate for this burden that God puts on your heart, your assembly, People around the United States and Canada who are still faithful, who still think, think about people in Ukraine, because yeah. the needs going up every yeah. single month going up.
4: Yeah, prices are going up all over the world, so exactly. they must be going way up in Ukraine because the price of diesel is way, uh, way out of range.
5: It right? always used to be this way: gas and diesel more expensive in Ukraine, even in a peaceful time. The last time I've been in Ukraine, I meanly. Calculating liters to gallons. So, oh, well, that's expensive. Nowadays, yeah. it's twice expensive.
4: Wow, amazing! Tell you what, uh, when do we stand on our feet uh, tonight? And uh, if you have our musicians, if they would just slip up here tonight. And uh, before we let Brother Sergei go, I wonder uh, if we could just have a a word of prayer for the folks in, in Ukraine. And uh, if if you wouldn't mind praying in in Russia okay yes. and uh asking God's ble- continued blessing on the believers over there but Keith if you just play a little and let's bow our heads together and uh, let's join in prayer in your language and uh just ask God's continued blessing on the people and the efforts uh, to help the minister to those people over
5: there mm-hmm. <speaking> видеть дела Твои, Господи. Ты показал нам свои пути. Мы смотрим назад. Господь, мой, мы видим, насколько велики и чудные дела Твои, Господи. Каждый нас, моя семья лично, Господь, мой, как мы можем отречься от того свидетельства, которое Ты нам дал? Господь, мы смотрим назад и понимаем, что если тогда Ты был способен, то и сейчас, Господь мой, Твоя сила не уменьшилась. И сейчас, Господь мой, Ты как орлица, прохаешь над нами, над всеми там, в Украине, в этих нуждах, в этих Боже мой, просто безумие, которое там происходит. Я прошу, Господь мой, пусть Твое присутствие снизойдет туда. Каждый дом, каждая семья, отец, пусть они почувствуют это прикосновение. И то пророк сказал, что каждый раз, когда ты приходишь, что-то сверхъестественное происходит. Это общение между Творцом и Творением, между женихом и невестой. Мы просим, Господь, благослови людей там, Благослови наши сердца здесь, чтобы они не окаменели. Боже мой, чтобы просто ежедневные наши заботы не затмили. Бремя о наших братьях там. Ведь мы ничем не лучше, мы ничем не хуже. Мы твои дети, мы твоя невеста. Господь мой, мы благодарны тебе за это время. Мы просим, Господь мой, чтобы ты был каждым из нас, дал нам мудрости и хранить наше сердце в чистоте и Твое Слово настолько нас ободряло, что прежде всего, более все хранимо, мы хранили сердце наше, оттуда источник жизни. Мы за этот вечер благодарим, за это собрание благодарим, за эту поместную группу, которая многие годы имеет это бремя в Твоих святых на другом конце земли. Воздаем за это, Господь. Их не нужды, их не семьи. Мы знаем, Господь, мы о трагедии, которая постигла в семье нашего брата Виталия, Господь, путь Его утешителя, укрепи Его сердце, не позволь, чтобы руки опустились отец. молю тебя об В твои руки мы все даем. Молим в твоё драгоценное имя Господа Иисуса Христа.
4: Аминь. Слава Богу. God bless you. You with your family. He's able. Let's sing it tonight. He is
3: able more than able to accomplish what concerns.
4: Johnny's facing uh, surgery on Monday. He's going into the hospital on Friday. Brother John, would you come and uh, we'll pray and lay hands on Brother Johnny here tonight. And uh, going in on Friday. And uh, this is a serious procedure that they're going to do. But we are not going to commit him into the hands of the doctor. We're going to commit him into the hands of the great physician. And that's the very best and safest thing that we can do. And so we're going to trust that the Lord's going to carry you through this and be at your side. I know he will. Promise he'd never leave you nor forsake you. So we're gonna trust that. Let's pray together with Brother Johnny. Father, as we lay our hands upon Brother Johnny tonight, Lord, we know you to be a God of mercy and a God who heals and a God who cares about every situation we face. And Lord, whether the decisions are small or large or whether they affect us, Lord, in great ways or small ways, we know, Lord Jesus, that you always want us to be in your perfect will. And The very best thing we can do, Lord, is bring Brother Johnny before you tonight. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we commend them into your hands, Lord. May the great physician draw near to him, Lord, and just uh, guide the hands of the doctors, Lord, and all the procedures that will take place. Lord, we know you to be one who watches over us night and day, even when we sleep, Lord. And there's nothing that escapes your attention. And in the name of Jesus Christ, now, we commit him to you with confidence, believing, Lord, that you're a healer. You're one, Lord, that is able to give strength when strength is needed. And Father, we have confidence that you're going to see our brother through. Lord, we love you and we thank you, Lord, together with Brother Johnny. Lord, hey, Lord you're... Your holy presence, just accompany him, Lord. And Sister Doris and all the preparations and everything that's done, Lord, we just commit them into your hands now. We love you and so grateful we can turn to you, Lord, in these times. We ask these things in Jesus Christ's lovely name and for your glory. Amen. God bless you, brother. We're going to let you go tonight. May God bless you. Make sure you shake hands with Brother Sergey and Sister Julia and uh, the children. Great to have them with us tonight. Thank you all for coming. Sing it as you go tonight. Falling
3: in love with Jesus. go tonight? In his arms, I feel protected. it is his arms, never did.